is crumbling. Under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Doku, there are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. In a stunning move, the fiendish droid leader, General Grievous, has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. As a Separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights leave a desperate, lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive chancellor. Hey, we are back to on another war uh, Star Wars review on the road to uh, Rise of the Skywalkers. Brandon Mike is here. Devin will join us soon, maybe Big Mike, but we also have a special guest this week. Uh, she's been on the show before, but she is back to review Revenge of the Sith. Uh, she is an editor at Valiant Comics. Heather Antos, how are you? Hey, I'm good, guys. How are you doing? We are doing well. So what's before we get started on this, uh, what's been going on with you recently? Uh, you know, making comics, <laughs> uh, making comics and, uh, you know, in preparation uh, for for this, uh, this podcast, I just rewatched all of the prequels. So I'm pumped. <laughs> OK, OK. So uh, wow, you've been at. Well, I, you know, it, it's, I'd been wanting to rewatch the movies anyway, you know, and, uh, and prep for Rise of Skywalker. I've been playing Fallen Orders. Um, so I'm like in the Star Wars zone and I'm on vacation this week. So, you know, watching, watching one, uh, one of the movies a day. Um, so today was Revenge of the Sith and, and yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Well, thank you for that. Did you finish uh, Fallen Order? No, I am. I'm close to the end, though. I'm. I'm probably okay, two thirds through. I'm glad you said that because I was. Never mind. Now I know what I can. can and yeah. Can't say. Oh no! I know. It. I know all the spoilers. So. Oh. Don't spoil it for me either. I won't. Okay. I won't spoil it. Okay. I am halfway through. So. What I did you? What no did more. you just? What did you just do? Me. Yeah. Um. Actually, I'm probably not halfway through. I'm like on that planet where uh, you gotta like it's like mountains, and it's like early. Actually, I'm probably like twenty percent through. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like it slowly getting less and less. <laughs> I'm probably like twenty percent through. I got it's the it's I the, have beaten it. You twice. beat it, Mike. You have a problem. That's because you have a problem. Yeah, some of us have lives. Yeah, Mike, we have lives. So Heather, you've been at Val. Before we get started, you've been at Valiant for almost a year now. How do you like it there? It's great. It's it's super fun. Um, we just announced. Well, uh, we announced in October at New York Comic Con the new Quantum and Woody series that I'm working on, which comes out in January of 2020. So I'm very very excited um, for that. And I've got a bunch of bunch more announcements uh, that will be coming out very soon about my 2020 projects, including some horror books and uh, the and Valiant's first crime noir like mystery book um, that I put together that I'm really, really excited to get to talk more about. But I can't do that now because uh, we're not announced yet. But, uh, you know, things are great. Um, comics are, you know, there's, there's, I feel like more freedom to explore and do different things with comics than ever before. And, and Valiant's super gung ho to try it. So I have an entire series of a Valiant book that I was dying to read. And I just moved from um, San Diego to Dallas, Texas. And in the path of leaving, I, they lost my whole collection. No, and it was uh, fate. Oh my god! It was um. Oh, uh, the faith series. The faith yeah. series, yes. So I had the whole collection. I was ready to read it because some books. Sometimes I like to read things month to month, and then other times I like to like 
read get the whole, a whole selection. bunch of them up and yeah. just read them. Um, and so I had the whole thing ready, and I was going to read it, and then it got lost. So I think I'm just going to buy them digital and read them. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited to read that. I heard really good things about it. Yeah, no, that one's really good. Um, if you're if you're a digital person, definitely check out uh, Valiant on Comixology. We run a lot of Comixology sales. Like right now, at the time of the recording of this podcast, we're doing a big um, sale on Rye Books uh, because we just launched a new Rye series. So yeah, definitely check them out. All right, cool. So if there were some some must read books that you would recommend, because some of the people who listen to our show are into all the different companies, the big two and uh, everyone else. And then some people only read the big two. So for someone who's not familiar with Valiant Comics and really only reads Marvel DC, anything would you recommend to for them to jump in? Oh, well, the easiest one to jump in, I would definitely say, is the new Bloodshot series by Tim Seeley and Brett Booth. Um, the series launched in October of 2019, so it only just got started. Um, should be easy to pick up the back issues that you've missed. Um, but uh, you can jump on board and say you're a fan uh, before the movie hits next year, uh, Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel and Guy Pierce and Sam Huen uh, mm-hmm. hits theaters in February of 2020, um, launching the Valiant Cinematic Universe, which is super, super, super exciting. So I would definitely, definitely recommend checking out Bloodshot. Excellent. Cool. So I'm definitely going to check that out. And anybody listening, definitely go on Comicsology or go to your local comic book store and uh, check out some Valiant Comics. Um, all right, so before we get into this review, Mike has informed me that this is your least favorite Star Wars <laughs> film. And so after a rewatch of the first three so far, is this still your least favorite Star Wars film? Oh my God, so much yes. <laughs> so did you watch this when it first came out, or were you someone who watched the prequels later on? Oh no, I... So I was a kid when the prequels came out um, and I got to see every single one of the prequels films as a field trip in school as an oh, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was uh, eight years old, went and saw the Phantom Menace um, and then in middle school, got to see um, Attack of the Clones. And then uh, it was like end of middle school that I got to see uh, Revenge of the Sith in theater. So it was, you know, the end of the school year every year. And I was from a small town. So it was really easy to just, you know, take take the class to go. So no, uh, Revenge of the Sith is the only one I saw only once in theaters, though. I did not (laughs) want to go see it again. And I think I didn't see it again until college. Um. I think my sophomore year of college when I the guy I was dating at the time I mentioned I'd only seen it once and he was like, Oh my gosh, no, it's the best of the prequels and he made me watch it again and I hated it. And <laughs> and again, I don't think I watched it again until I did the Star Wars Minute episode where I did uh Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> so I have I only rewatched Revenge of the Sith to do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> So is it any better than the last times you've seen it, or is it still just... No, it's just, it's so, like, it's about 40 minutes longer than it should be. Yes. Um, All of the prequels are, though. All of it, well, especially this one, though. Yes. Especially this one. Um, All of the prequels, they are, the the first two-thirds of it are boring, and then it's just straight action for the last third of the act of the yeah well it's you know and i know we're not talking about this this film here but because i just watched it i'm gonna i'm gonna say like as as just as as a film not not talking star wars but just as a film um phantom menace is probably the best film of the three of them which is unfortunate because in the star wars saga it is the most unnecessary (laughs) completely unnecessary it's yeah, like you, the, nothing happens in the Phantom Menace like that couldn't be summed up in five minutes in Attack of the Clones. Um, well, this it, film to me, rewatching it, got worse. I used to think uh, what yeah. your ex boyfriend thought was that this was the best one of the prequels. And I mean, I it's hard for me to judge three not good movies to me, um, <laughs> but this one rewatching it now as someone who's like a critic now who reviews movies Mm -hmm. 
all the time. Um, yeah, like I just got a bunch of stuff in the mail for your considerations, right? For this, um, yeah, for award season. So I'm going back and like watching all these films and these Netflix movies and these great acting movies. And I'm watching this film and I'm just like, <laughs> the acting is horrible. Well, the in this script, film. the script is bad, <laughs> it's garbage. The, the script is so like, so bad. I, it is, it is so impressive how bad this script is that it makes Natalie Portman look like a bad actress. Like she is such a talented actress and this dialogue is atrocious, especially, especially when Anakin fully turns to the dark side. Like there's something (laughs) that happens in the script that like it, it just tanks even worse. Once he turns to the dark side, I don't, it's, it's, it's so bad. My, my I, I, something that I can't help but come back to every time I watch the prequels is you have, uh, you know, Darth Vader in the later episodes is like this very formal, like, I don't know if respectful uh, is the right word, but like the way he's he restrained. Talks, rest- yeah. And then you have like Anakin, who's this whiny, very uncomfortable, like, advanced. Yeah, Anakin is like. The way he talks is so emotional, and and it's just like, you know, Anakin is a space inso. That's who he yeah. is. <laughs> he's a space inso. He's, he's so annoying. He's and very he's entitled, overbearing. <laughs> yeah, and con- incredibly entitled. And then, like at that scene, I swear, I watched this scene three times because it was so bad. <laughs> this scene after uh, Anakin turns and Obi Wan walks in to talk to um, Padme, and he's supposed to be, like, distraught. Like, the script, you're thinking he's supposed to be distraught, like, his son or his brother, he he said his brother, but, like, some his family member just, like, betrayed him, and he's just supposed to be angry. And he's talking, and there's no emotion. Like, there's just zero yeah. emotion. The words don't sound emotional. It's not so, it doesn't sound like someone who's been heartbroken or betrayed would talk. And then Padme's just like, I n- I can't believe it. I never noticed anything was wrong with Anakin. And I'm yeah. like, did you watch the last two movies? Well, like, and it's 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 so it's it's really interesting because there's a scene, you know, there there's there's a scene in Phantom Menace where um, you know, Anakin, kid Anakin, Jake Lloyd, all all cute little boy, um is, you know, he just wants to help the Jedi, he wants to help them get their ship. He's very, very selfless. He's very kind. And Shmi, his mom, is is like, this is just how he is. He's always thinking of others. He's always being considerate and loving and kind. And that just goes out the window in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Like, he's as very arrogant, very entitled, very selfish. Like, none of that we saw in this little boy. So, for me, I'm like, what happened in these ten years? <laughs> what, yes. what, also- what happened? What happened in Jedi training? Oh, it's a religious cult. That's what happened. Um, that makes sense. <laughs> but his 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 transition to the dark side also doesn't make any sense. It's uh, I think. Oh yeah, more, I said the same. Thing. He's he's more like angry and angsty in two mm-hmm. than he is in three. Up until the point where he turns. But then, like something that really bothers me is he's doing all this for for Padme, right? Whatever. Like I guess that's. If that's the way you're going to go, then fine. And then he accidentally kills her, or the Emperor kills her. I don't know what happens there. And then She like, dies of a broken heart. I actually think, <laughs> I think the Emperor killed her. I think the Emperor killed her watching, which I never thought before watching it this most recent time, because I remember, like, how did he know she died? Yeah, uh, no, I had, that, I had that thought, too. I was like, he, oh, maybe he, he just there. killed her. Yeah, yeah maybe, he he just for, so, maybe he just force-squeezed her heart. Who knows? But then, like, she's like, all right, so she's dead, and he flips out. And then I guess he's just like, all right, well, I guess this is my life now. Forget everything that I wanted you to teach me. I'm just going to do this now. I'm just going to be evil. It just, well, I don't know. It's very odd. And then he's very, like, he was mad at Obi-Wan, like, for most of Attack of the Clones. And then yeah. in 3, they have, like, a good relationship for some reason. <laughs> it should be reversed. Well, well, no, it should. But that, yeah, it's like in three, it's we want to show how loving the relationship is. That way, your heart is broken when you right. see how bad it is. Well, and the, another thing I thought of too, having 
you know, just, just doing this rewatch is when, when Palpatine reveals himself to Anakin as being a Sith or when Anakin finds him out and Anakin's like, Oh, you're a Sith. Anakin's like, I should kill you. I'm going to turn you in and all this stuff. And he does, and he does the right thing. And, and then all of a sudden, like I'm watching, (laughs) I'm watching this fight between Mace Windu and Palpatine, right? And Palpatine is like doing you know, clearly lied to Anakin this whole time, clearly manipulated him this whole time, all of this shit that Anakin was pissed off about and said he wanted to kill him for. And then Palpatine's just like, yeah, but dude, believe me, and Anakin's all right, you got it, dude. I'm gonna be a Sith now. Let's kill Mace Windu. (laughs) It's even worse than that. It's even worse than that because um, Palpatine's like, you're gonna kill, no, right before that, uh, Waste Windu had Palpatine dead to rights, and Anakin's like, "You can't kill him. He has to stand to trial." He said it just like that. You can't kill him. Yeah. He has to stand to trial. No emotion. And Mace Windu's like, "This dude is a detriment to the entire galaxy. He's got to go." And he's like, "That's not the Jedi way. He has to stand trial." He's and the then, Dooku, like, and well, then, right? But yeah, the Dooku. But not scene, even yeah. that. And then Palpatine gets the upper hand and is electrocuting the hell out of Mace Windu <laughs> and he doesn't say Mace Windu has to stand the trial for training no, the yeah. Republic he kills him, throws him out into space and then he gets up and he's like yes master, you're my new master none of that made any sense at yeah. all and it's like uh, he filled his head with like these delusions like the Jedi are bad, the Jedi are bad they're all really bad guys and he's like alright, you know what, maybe you're right, Like, let's do it your way and then he's like alright, now go kill all the young ones kill all the kids, that's like, what we need I- to do and he doesn't yeah he doesn't bat an eye he doesn't question it he doesn't yeah i well you know because it reminded him of the the tuscan raider children he killed the the previous film um like yeah i don't know it was bizarre and then i i'm assuming this movie takes either they have babies much faster in star wars or it takes place over nine months and they never mention it because she goes from I'm pregnant to having babies in the whole movie. So yeah, I don't know how long it was. It had this, been since he beheaded Count Dooku, and then I don't it know. takes it takes place over a year. Um, yeah, that makes sense. It's just the other I thing that I that. that I don't like about the pre most of Star Wars actually is I mean don't I love Star Wars, but it it unless you watch the Clone Wars and Rebels and play the video game, nothing else makes any sense. No. At all. Especially like, in the original movies. It's like, so if you look at the, the end of 2 and 3, so I watched all the Clone Wars. Uh, Brandon hasn't seen the whole thing, but it's like, so I know what happens between the two, but if you're just looking as like a like a viewer, it's like, how do you go from these weird, like, it just doesn't make any sense unless no. you watch. But I don't, I mean, I love the Clone but like, watching these, pre, what I'm trying to say is watching these again has made me realize my favorite parts about Star Wars are everything outside of the movies. Yep. No, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. It's 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 the world. It's the world, especially the prequels, right? Especially the prequels. For sure. Everything. But even the original series, because when Marvel did the Star Wars book a few years ago, Mm -hmm. that was taking place between uh, four and five. Yep. And Hope and Empire Strikes Back, and it made it filled in so many gaps about like what happened with Vader, how he got back on Palpatine's good side. Like all these different things, and it really established Vader as like this real badass in a galaxy. Because when you watch the films, you're told Darth Vader is like this really we, well, bad and that's, person. Yeah, it's 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 the argument, but you don't see it. Yeah, you never, yeah, you never, never see, never it. see it. Um, and that's and that's the argument that I always have with people with Boba Fett is like, oh, you're told he's a badass, but you never see it. And yeah, at least with the comics that you know they made they made Vader the badass. I'm still waiting for someone to make Boba Fett a badass. Um, I don't think it'll happen. But, you know, the, he's is he Mandalorian? I've been wondering that. No, he's not. He doesn't count, no. right? Because he's a no, he's not a Mandalorian. Uh, he's and his and Django isn't a Mandalorian. Uh, they were Mandalorian in the EU, and then that got wiped clean, and then uh, the prequels. Um, 
basically Django is a bounty hunter that killed a Mandalorian and wore his armor as that's kind of I like thought, a, because kind of like a you know middle finger to to the world. That's what I thought because if you if I looked it up because I couldn't I didn't know if it was in a book a comic book that I didn't read but I was trying to figure it out and it said all it said that I could find was the Mandalorians shame him or but it yeah. doesn't say why so I'm like he probably you know murdered a bunch of people yeah so that's that's all it is so really boba fett is just appropriating mandalorian culture <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> so i was I'm never assu- that like boba fett has always just been like you know whatever to me i don't know if he's a helmet yeah, because yeah. you never see yeah. him do anything. <laughs> hey, so, he he leans on a wall, something fierce. Yeah. So I'm assuming the reason why people like this film so much is because of the action in the third act. I mean, I guess that's why people uh, oh, mean, like this film so much. You mean the 20, 20 minute lightsaber scene where the they climb up the hill? Scene? It's not good. Well, it starts <laughs> off okay, and then they're literally swinging across vats of lava, still hitting their lightsaber the, the one second that they cross paths. That when was he, no, when, unnecessary. When he climbs like that hill or ladder or whatever, I don't know why. Like, and they're still like clashing lightsabers while they're climbing up this thing. Which whatever happened to Force Jump? Whatever happened to Force Speed, which we see in Phantom Menace and never see ever again, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they, do, they do it at the very beginning and never, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and all, all to say, I have the high ground. It's, yeah. The music. Most, I mean, if, if anything, though, Star Wars has been, the prequels especially, have been the most memeable franchise, I think, ever. I mean, a lot of good, a lot of good, you know. Internet oh. jokes came from the movies. Hundred percent. I will say "Hello there" is still my favorite line in the entire movie. That's my favorite part of it. I don't know why General Grievous? I don't know why he did that because Grievous could have had him killed immediately. But uh, you know, still my favorite scene. Also, I, I, I like. I do like Ellen McGregor a lot. I think he's my favorite part. Of oh, the he's he is. It's funny. I was just listening to a podcast. Uh, that was commenting on this and you know for everything that people say about the prequels you know how much we love to hate them um ewan mcgregor is the one thing that everyone agrees on is right like he his casting was fantastic his performance performance is fantastic like he he's such a charismatic guy and really plays the role very very well um yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with that. My my favorite my favorite memeable moments and actually uh, quotable moments that my boyfriend and I shout at each other all the time are all the terrible, terrible Anakin and Padme. <laughs> sand? Do you talk about sand? Because that's what I would do. No, no, no. Just uh, like, uh, you know, I promise you. No, I promise you. <laughs> you oh. know. <laughs> There's a scene. I think the cringe is very in this whole They're very franchise. CW. They are. They are. No, they're worse. The the craziest moment is between the two of them in this movie, and they're literally like, "Is my love not good enough for you?" And he's like, "All I have for you is love," or something. I don't yeah. Know what I'm, what well, there you is. You're like, you're so beautiful because I love you, and it's like, oh, yeah, so love has blinded you. Yeah. No. I love you. No, I love you because you're so beautiful. <laughs> when I watch these movies, I come back to watch ridiculous stuff, and so. I'm watching this film, and two things I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how my mind works, but I can't separate ridiculousness sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were fighting, in the beginning, they are fighting um, Count... Um, Count Dooku? Count Dooku. Dooku. And <laughs> Count Dooku? Count Dooku. <laughs> and they, first of all, they start off by double-teaming them. And I'm like... You guys are supposed to be the good guys. Why are you two on one on the bad guy? And then you're two on one on the bad guy, and it's even. It's an even fight. He's holding his own versus both of you, like for five minutes, no problem. And then he drops uh, something on Obi Wan. Something so heavy it should have cut him in half. By the way, did you he see drops, that? Yeah, he drops yeah. it on Obi Wan, and then Anakin just beats his ass in two minutes. <laughs> And kills well, and then, and then Anakin's so good. The the equivalent of who would be, I guess, like the leader of the United Nations, you know, like the most, you know, the leader of the, the whole, you know, the, the most, I, I would say, respected, you know, side of the galaxy or however you want to phrase it is literally just like, great, 
good job. Murder him. Do it right now. <laughs> he didn't think do anything it right of it. now. And he's like, I really shouldn't. He's like, no, just do it. Do but it. if Anakin yeah. and right. Obi-Wan are that good, they should have destroyed him when they were double teaming him. It should have been a wrap. You should have at least, a better storytelling would have been like separating them and having him take them on one on one. And then Anakin like gets angry and then beats him. But that's not what happened. And then they're fighting on, uh, I always say this name wrong. What's the planet with Mustafar. the volcano? Mustafar. I always yeah, say Mustafar. Mustafar. It's, it's okay. <laughs> they say Mustafar in the movie too at one point. And they're fighting, and not just fighting. Okay. If you want to tell me. Obi-Wan and Anakin have force protection from the heat. I'm like, okay. I'm, but I'm like, do you know how hot lava is and being that <laughs> close proximity to lava? And Padme's just walking around outside, <laughs> inhaling all the lava fumes all and all sulfur, that heat. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with her. Like, there's nothing wrong. She's just walking around there. And I'm like, this is so... And then Obi-Wan and Anakin are fighting right by the lava, and they're not even sweating. And I was just like... <laughs> Well, Jedi don't sweat; on? they glisten. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> that's a good one. So I don't know. I get. I know I'm a nitpicky, but I watch those things. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like, well, actually, no I, was more, this... I was more disappointed with the. I, I like the fight between Yoda and Palpatine. It's yeah, I was gonna say fight. that one. That one I like. Yeah, me too. I like it, but I also feel like Yoda. I don't know. I feel like I, I would have wanted Yoda. I guess I know why he can't win the fight. You know, because there's a bunch of stuff after, but. I will say there's a part where the emperor is just hanging from this thing, laughing for some odd reason, and Yoda's just like, "All right, this is where I'm done. I'm not going to take advantage of this moment. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go escape now. This is my my time to go." While the emperor is in a position of vulnerability and laughing very oddly, I'm just going to leave. It'll be fun. Also, can someone explain to me why his face turned like that? Is this I don't because know. he was using his electric powers? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, that's, that's the explanation is the, the, because, well, because they had to explain why his face looked like that in the classic trilogy. So <laughs> yes, it was the, the, the strain of all of him showcasing the dark force, you know, whatever the, you know, the, the, the Sith electricity and makes you look ugly i don't know like that's there's no sith that is attractive <laughs> no none of them that's a great point well so you know something else that bothers me about this the sidious part of the emperor is that uh and i know why they can't do this because the clone war tv show came after but every time he's like he uses a lightsaber in the clone wars he uses two he's got a, he like dual wields and he doesn't mm -hmm. I would have wanted to see that, but I know why they can't do that. I, they probably, it was probably like an afterthought, but I don't know. And he, you know, and then he just for some reason never uses a lightsaber again in the original trilogy. I guess he, he doesn't need to because he's got Darth Vader. Or, but, but I like how they're like, Darth Vader's going to be so much more powerful than me. And Anakin's like, I'm more powerful than the uh, the Senator. I mean, than uh, Palpatine. I'm going to destroy him and I'm going to rule the galaxy. And then you go into the pre, you go into the original series, and he's subservient. Dark. He's not even second in charge in the in the original trilogy. He's like behind Tarkin. Yeah. As far as who's in charge, and I'm well, just like, well, we explained that in the in the Marvel comics. We we yes. made that. Yeah, we yeah, made they, that. yeah. In the comics, it does. I mean, in the yeah. movies. Oh no 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 no! Explain. In the movies, yeah. No, in the movies, none of it makes sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, like, again, it's, oh, Vader is this, you know, the the coolest thing, why Vader got to be the most badass villain that that he was pop culturally, again, is because because he looked cool, because um, he looked cool and he looked scary and we didn't have anything like that um, at the time. And then, you know, James after, Earl Jones. Yeah. And James of Earl course. Jones. And 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 then it was all the lore that got built around it around the films that made it as cool as it is um you know it's it's same thing boba fett just a helmet all the lore around it that made it just as cool as it is um, i made mike and Devin go back and read um that darth vader series and it just it just makes these movies it just is like it could be so much more because in that series you watch vader and it's just like this is the most feared man in the galaxy 
I see why everyone is scared of him. Have you read the um, the 2017 Darth Vader book that came out? Um, yeah, I think that's the one we're talking about. I'm talking no, no, no. About. We're oh. talking. You're talking about the 2015 one, which is that takes. Oh, place you're talking about the five. series too when he gets his um. When we, I'm talking about the series like that happens literally right after Revenge of the yes. Sith. Yeah. Yes. Have yes. you read that one? Yes, I started reading that one. I yeah. haven't read that one yet, but I, I did start reading that one. Yeah, so that one, that one was actually a lot of fun to work on because that was that was towards my tail tail end in the series. But you know, we got to explain like how he got his red lightsaber yeah, and lightsaber back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of explain because as as you mentioned, you know, in episode four, five, and six, Vader is very stoic. He's very restrained. He's very stiff. He's not this emotional. Um, you know, impulsive kid that Anakin is. And so we kind of see him uh, as Vader, as this emotional, impulsive kid and, and kind of learn to be more restrained in the, in the power in that. So, so that series does get into that a little bit. Um, and, it, and, the, and the, literally the first page of, of that series is like the last scene of Revenge of the Sith. So it starts before the movie ends. So that's what I was going to ask you next. How did you like the ending of this film? <sighs> it should have... I don't know. It Well, it, sh- it should have ended 40 minutes sooner. <laughs> 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 this is another one of those that films like that ends 20 times. Um, like, I, I, when I was sitting and watching it this morning... Um, and Palpatine, you know, it's the scene when Anakin is like, oh, my God, you're the Sith. You're, you're the bad guy. You're, you know, I should kill you, blah, blah, blah. I look at it and I'm like, oh, my God, there's over an hour left of this. I did the same thing. I was like, wow. There's like what? Ha- and then there's like weird scenes, throwaway scenes. And if you ever watched the deleted scenes for this movie, which I did for the first time. Oh, because the original cut was four hours. Yeah. Well, there's this, what? There's like a, there's the like original cut minute, was four hours. There's oh a seven-minute scene in the deleted, which they I'm so glad they cut out. It's uh, it's just like Padme having a bunch of senators over, just like debating the politics of Star Wars, and I'm like, okay, no one wants to see this. This is too much. I'm it's surprised like, nobody's oh. asking for the Lucas cut. Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> Of this film. I will say well, it was he, before yeah. Twitter existed, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, my my favorite time period in Star Wars is 100% the beginning of the Empire, but not the Luke stuff like the yeah. Rebels and the now the Cal, like the story for Cal in the new game. Like, that's it's becoming it's just the most interesting time period for me. Uh, so I haven't watched Clone Wars. So is am I to believe it's so the whole entire series of Clone Wars takes place in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith? Yes. Sort of. There's a movie though too. So there's like the attack there's uh the Clone Wars movie, which is like where you meet like Ahsoka and I think Rex for the first time. So like they don't this is what I'm saying, they don't explain it, but every Jedi was a general, even Anakin for some reason, even though he yeah. wasn't a master, but we'll overlook that. Every Jedi every Jedi had a clone commander and a unit, and then like some of them had Padawans. So and the, it's the story of how Anakin gets Ahsoka as his Padawan and Rex, who's by far the best stormtrooper. I mean uh, clone trooper in Star he's and, and his unit, the five hundred and first, I think it is. And mm-hmm. uh they like never ever it, that like they show Cody. Cody's in it. Cody is um, Cody is great. It's, it's weird because he's great in the show, and then he turns, but it's not yeah. his fault. As you know, if you watch the Clone Wars, you know what the whole deal is with Order sixty six. Because I remember I didn't watch the Clone Wars for a long time because I was like, I don't want to watch a show and get attached to these characters, knowing that they're going to betray everybody. I like finally watched it, and I was like, oh, see, that makes sense now. But uh, they sh- they make it in, in three. There's a few things that they kind of make out make you to believe that I don't know if they just went back on and fixed it for the Clone Wars, but they make it look like Cody is in charge of the entire clone thing, uh, which uh, that, you know, he's just that's just Obi-Wan's clone commander and they also make it look like the clones were always going to turn, which wasn't the case. Uh, and it's just, it's a, it's a good, that, that show is really good and I'm excited to see what they're going to do with season 7 on Disney Plus even though I think I know how it's going to end because there's the Ahsoka book. Uh, yeah. 
So that's probably how it's going to end with the Siege of Mandalore, which they reference again in Rebel. That's what I'm saying. So Star Wars is so much better after all this extended stuff. I don't mean to rant on it or spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but it's really... I mean, so Clone much, Wars is so old as hell, so... Yeah, fine. the other thing that they don't explain is Dooku has an apprentice, Asajj, yep. which, is, which throws off the whole Jedi Council because there's always supposed to be two. But for this time, there's three. And well, that- yeah, but but even but even that was it was three before because when uh, Dooku was Sidious's apprentice, uh, when he had Plagueis and he had Maul as well, so it it was never two. <laughs> I think that's what they want the Jedi to think, though. Yeah, so it's like there's all this stuff going on in the background that just throws them off. Of I will say I. The one thing I can I can say is Palpatine did have a genius plan, like as a character. Not maybe it wasn't presented very well in the movies, but like that's like one of the most conniving, like well thought out plans in uh, I think as a supervillain could ever have. Like what he did with the clones and how he totally oh. took control and how he like the attack on his face. I think it would have been better if he just always looked like that, but was wearing like makeup the whole time. And then when he showed his true face, he was like, "This is what they did to me." Like turning the whole galaxy against the Jedi and, you know. I I just want to read Palpatine's journals where he writes all these plans down. <laughs> I want to know what order 61 to 65 were. I mean, That's, one, to, one to 65. One to 65. Oh, no, for sure. Um, Lucasfilm actually knows what some of them are. I know that. Uh, they talk about them in the, like, original expanded universe. Yeah. They've all been retconned. So now we don't know. Um, so the video game also, takes place right after this, right? Yeah, it takes the, well, place five years. Five years after. Five this. years. Okay. Can we hold on? Can we go back to though, and talk about? We all know Darth Vader's name is Darth Vader because that's what he's called in four, five, and six. <laughs> we know this. That's fine. But let's talk about the moment where Palpatine just like tells him that's his name, <laughs> and he's wearing <laughs> Batman's voice changer from Batman. Yeah. Superman. So he's just like. You're going to be my Sith apprentice now. And Anakin's, yes, master. And he's like, and I'm going to call you Darth Vader. And Anakin's like, you got it, dude. That makes sense. I'm not going to question any of this whatsoever. He says, henceforth, you, but he says it like Batman for some reason. Why does he talk like that? I'm very confused. Well, it's the force lightning and the the Sithness. Well, we see when the Sith and the dark side takes over him, his voice starts to go like this for no yeah, reason. Yeah, but this film was so heavy-handed as well. Why was why was Palpatine and um, Anakin wearing all black the entire film? Well, it's <laughs> just, foreshadowing. Just the, it's so overbearing for. Why does Palpatine walk like a T Rex when he's in his Emperor cloak, but normally when he's like? Does he? He like. Even in even if you played Star Wars Battlefront two and you're the Emperor, like you know how he walks, like he's yeah, like, he's like skipping in his robe, but his arms are like up on his chest, and he's like you know like why does he do that? I'm very it just you look like an evil person. If yeah, I saw that that's why street, he's evil. He's confused. doing the creep. That's exactly what he's. It's so bizarre. Like why are you walking like I don't know. It's just very odd, odd choices to make for. Let's uh, let's you know? let's let's be honest. George Lucas has n- his strength was never subtlety. <laughs> no, no, it's not. We've talked about that in the first two, um, and his strength has never been storytelling. No. George Lucas is a creator. He's an idea guy. Yeah, an idea guy. Yeah, but he, I remember when the the most uh, the new series came out, and people were like, "We need more George Lucas involved in this." Well, when the prequels came out, they hated George Lucas. So. And oh, I'm like, yeah. That's what I said. I'm like, y'all just literally y'all the hated people George. versus. Yeah. yeah. Y'all hated him. Now you want him back? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good on that one. I thank cool. him for creating this, but I'm good. Well, it's the best. A, it's the thing that I think people forget. And and I think a lot of fans forgot this. Um, when the prequels came out, especially, you know, the fans who grew up with them, is Star Wars is for kids. Um, you know. And, and it's, thank you so much for saying that. Go ahead. No, I mean, and and it's even you know even with with this new with the new trilogy that's that's out right now and the and the new films and everything like star it's for kids, um and and that doesn't mean that you know us as adults can't 
like them and enjoy them too. But the messages that, um, that are being told are, are, are meant for kids and the characters are meant for kids. And like, why do we have Ewoks? Why do we have Porgs? Why do we have these, you know, these characters it's for kids. And for me as a kid, when I saw, um, when I saw Phantom Menace and when I saw Attack of the Clones, like, yes, Attack of the Clones is the worst film of the three, in my opinion, <laughs> hands down. Uh, it's it's terrible. But because I was like 11 when I saw it, I loved it. Um, I thought it was fantastic and so much fun. And so I still have that nostalgia for it. Um, and then me as a creator and as a film person, I watch and I just like cry um, but I think, but I think that's why when I was 13 and Revenge of the Sith came out and I watched that, like I was, I was, I don't know, more adult in quotes and I was over it and the kid side of me didn't, didn't like it anymore. But I think a lot of kids and it's uh, a lot of kids, especially a lot of like, you know, 12, 13 year old boys when Revenge of the Sith came out. Oh my God, it's so badass. It's so emo. I totally get it. I'm no one gets me too. I'm, I'm special. I wish I could just kill all my friends too and show them I'm more powerful. Like I get it. I 100% get it. And why, why people would, um, you know, think it's good solely because they can relate to it. Um, I've had that rant on this show. Mike can tell you at least 10 times about these films are made for kids. I had it on when we did the last Jedi. I had it on numerous comic book movies because it goes the same thing with these comic book movies, especially in the DC movies. So many of the dude bros online are like, I want my movies dark and I need them grimy and rated R. And I'm like, you realize like these characters are not designed to be in rated R films. That doesn't mean you can't make a good rated R film, but they're not designed to be rated R films. And somebody was like, well, yeah, but Daredevil, I mean, Dare, uh, Deadpool has to be. And I said, you know, I really enjoyed the Deadpool movies, but I've been reading Deadpool for 15 years and not a single, very few of those comic books are rated mature. Oh, so like absolutely, yeah. Almost the entire time of his comic book life, he was written in a way that kids could read it. And so you can't tell me that you couldn't make a good Deadpool movie that was PG-13. You could. I'm okay with the rated R movie, but I'm just saying these films don't have to be rated R. They don't have to be dark and all adult-oriented because that's not who they're for. And especially with the new, uh, the new trilogy, it was completely... In- designed to be a Star Wars for a new generation. Absolutely. People forget Star Wars came out in 1978, right? 77. 77. 1977. That is an entire generation ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then the prequels came out in 1999. Now that's an entire generation ago. Yep. That's 20 years ago. So when they did these films, it was to get this generation of kids to love Star Wars the same way the kids did in 1999, the same way the kids did in 1977. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's, and it's, you know, it's, 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 it's an argument I have like with my friends, with my boyfriend, like all the time, like, uh, cause they'll do that. Well, no one likes, you know, no one, no one likes the characters of the new trilogy. Like they like Han, Luke and Leia. And I was like, that's not true at all. Like kids, you know, kids go nuts for Ahsoka. Kids go nuts for Ray. They, you know, they. And rational adults as well. What? Uh, well, yeah, that too. But, but like. Um, you know, and it's, it's Han, Luke and Leia aren't, aren't the shit anymore. They're the shit to us because they're who we grew up on. And, and of course we're going to, you know, relate to them more, um, cause it's our generation, but like, I, there is nothing more endearing to me than watching, you know, little kids, like watch the new star Wars and like go head over heels for, for Ray, for Poe, for Finn, for Rose, um, it's great. It's so well. So me personally, it, I definitely more excited for those. And then I go back and I watch and I go. It's one of those things with a lot of things where I go back and watch those films and I go, I'm okay with these films because when they came out and what they are, I get angry. And I had a big rant on the Last Jedi review when I go online and I read about how much people talk about how bad these new films are, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, Did you watch the original trilogy as an oh adult? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Uh, people were. My biggest thing was everyone was like, we didn't get to see Snoke's backstory. And I'm like, 
you didn't see the emperor. We got a whole trilogy <laughs> for the emperor before we actually. No one. He was. We didn't. There. We didn't what get Vader's backstory. About? We didn't get the emperor's backstory. They just said they're a bad they're guys. All, they're just <laughs> there. Well, who cares? And people. They so just ignored them. Luke and Leia having a relationship. Yep. <laughs> just people ignored it. Oh, Devin's back. Hi, Devin. Um, people get so triggered when you tell something when you tell them that something that they used to like or that they still like isn't for them anymore and it's like just because it's not for you you can still enjoy it you just can't be pissed about it because you're oh, a grown yeah. adult oh yeah well and it's like there's plenty of stuff that like i love that i know is not good um and i will be the first to admit like it's not high art and that's and that's the other thing it's like people want to regard star wars as like high art it's not high art <laughs> it's 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 a story that we've seen done a million million times um it was just star wars is star wars because it was the first of its kind that that we've ever seen and it and it was the first film to have merchandise like it's the first franchise it's the first of a lot of things and it totally revolutionized revolutionized you know practical effects and merchandising and how hollywood works in general and that's amazing. It's just not high art. And it's yeah. for kids. I got into, I'm in a, a video game group chat for like Madden. And I was and I was in this chat. And I'm trying not to be snooty movie critic. But they're talking about like movies and TV shows. And I forget what TV show it was. But it was some TV show that I know is not very good. And I go and they're talking about how can you say that. And I'm, I love this show. And I, and I say this all the time. And I had to explain to them. And I said. Just because you like something or you love something doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's good. good. Yeah. And that's okay. You can like stuff that's not good, but they are and when it comes to TV and film, everything is people assume that everything in television and film is subjective, meaning it's either good or it's not good based on how much you like it. And I'm just like, no, there are tenets to movies and television shows that are objectively good. There are things that can be quantifiably good. And things that can be qualifiably bad, that doesn't necessarily correlate to you liking it or not. More often than not, it may, but not always. And so yeah. there, are, there are television shows or movies that are very popular that aren't actually good or high yeah. art in that sense. And I think people get attached to things that they like or they enjoy and don't want to go well, away from that. Not yeah, to mention that the new series is far more diverse when it comes to race and gender and that's <laughs> a lot of people off as well yes yeah it's well it's a it's a thing like when, when you get into you know personal taste right because like that's that's the thing is everyone thinks that their personal taste is a reflection of how good or bad they are as a person so if if you say you know my favorite movie is a bad movie that then you're saying i'm a bad person that's how a lot of people um i think uh, take take artistic criticism, which isn't true, and 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 it should never be, you know, an attack on someone's personal taste shouldn't be an attack on on who they are as a person. But it's it's fascinating to me, like if you just simplify it as like, oh, well, my favorite color is pink. Um, no one has it. Like even if someone was just like, oh, well, you know, pink is terrible. Um, no one has a problem with that. Right. Like we can have this conversation as adults with colors or, you know, and, and that's fine. Or whether you prefer chocolate or vanilla and that's fine. And no one takes it personally, but God forbid you bring a, a pop culture character into that conversation. <laughs> Batman v Superman is a fantastic film. For example, is something that I like to use. All right. Well, I'm getting off of this. Uh, yeah. Cause that was like, what Thank you. Happen? Don't know I what just he's wanted talking to, about. I just wanted to trigger the other two. <laughs> Please don't bring that into. This I, I think we're. I think we're at my time. Uh, it's been great, guys. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we have a reputation here. Okay, don't ruin this, Mike. Uh, Devin, you just joined us uh, at towards the tail end of this show, but I'll let you get a few minutes to talk about your thoughts of this film. You know, um, I literally don't think I can like Darth Vader as a person or a character anymore because of just seeing how he was born, like. Anakin is the worst motherfucker <laughs> could be. And like, oh my God. Even when Padme told him he was preg she was pregnant, his level of toxic masculinity and aggressiveness and making me uncomfortable 
oozed off this. I was like, this is terrible. And she felt it too. I don't want to tell him I'm pregnant because I don't think he's going to handle it well. Yeah, she was like, well, we'll, we'll figure it out. We, we've we got options. We can do this. It'll be fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, they also it never was... revisited that. He was uncomfortable, clearly. And then they were like, they never, that's just, that was it. That's an unused, you know, plot. I'm sure, thing. I'm sure that was in the other four hours of film that was cut. <laughs> what is Obi Wan gonna think when I make him my godfather? The godfather. Will he be? Will he approve? Yeah, Hayden Christensen is way too good at that. To make yeah, it makes me start questioning good. how he is. No, it he's makes me start to question if he's like that in real life. It's yeah, like person, yeah. it's like I love Michael Rooker. Like he's one of my favorite actors. I love him. He's a good dude. But he's so good at playing racist on TV <laughs> on movies. And I'm just like, why are you so good at this? Like, why are you so good at this? This is uncomfortable that you're so good at this. But, yeah, it was similar to that. What were you about to ask, Heather, Devin? Uh, how did she feel about the second movie being uh, the Sandals Retreat at, uh, in the boo, <laughs> and then this one just leaving the boo, but still we're going back to the boo to have these kids uh, at Sandals. And, like, them, like, acting like this is a whole romance, but it really isn't. Oh, well, it's just another episode of like, what is it? Desperate Housewives. It's just that it's just, you know, it's like the housewives of Naboo. Uh, Yeah, this is just a bad reality television show in the Galactic Republic. He literally Uh, made her vert like she said in Attack of the Clones, you make me uncomfortable. And then like 10 minutes, they were in love. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that was so weird. Happens. When that's so, what, that's what happens. That's how you get a girl, right? You just, you just, you're <laughs> persistent, and then you wear her down. Only after you tell her that you've had dreams about her every night for ten years will she fall in love with that's you. That's the Stephen Urkel way, you know. It's so, such hey. a weird thing to look back in 2019 eyes, and I know that sometimes when I watch old films, but it's just like. See, but- I, how was just, that ever seen as this was creepy <laughs> then don't yeah. know yeah no no this yeah. was and creepy then <laughs> i feel like if someone just came to me and was like hey you're gonna play anakin skywalker i'm like all right great let's do it and then they give me the script all right make and i'm like i don't think that i should say this because i don't like i i mean i don't know that's just it doesn't it doesn't but sound correct right. me if i'm wrong i feel like they were going for anakin being the protagonist in That's these what films, I thought. Up to That's the what end. I thought. Like I, it didn't come off that way, but it. I feel like it was written for us to believe that he's the protagonist, and it's supposed to be some tragic story of how this good person turns. Oh back. yeah, no, I think I think That's you're supposed to empathize with him. Like I think you're supposed <laughs> to be like, oh no, I get it. Like, it's it's done very poorly, but. Well, that's the same people. I mean, that's like saying people should like the new Joker movie because you know you should sympathize with them. But like, again, that's, that's out I don't there, know what like... they're going for. Like, yeah, but I, those I, people. Oh, well, yeah, those people like... are there. But no, that is what ridiculous. they're going for. But that's ridiculous. But yeah, that's exactly what they were going for. Like we said that you, Mike, you missed a review, but that's exactly what we said in our review. Is that no? They were the... exactly going for it. Yes. No, I can get why someone would do this. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it now. Right. Part of the reason why that movie was so bad. Is because you don't sympath- you don't make the Joker a sympathetic character, and the Joker in general you should never make a sympathetic character, but especially not that dude. There was nothing <laughs> sympathetic about that dude, and but you watch that film, and you, at the end you're supposed to be like, he raged against the machine. He's the guy you want to get behind, and I'm just like, exactly. this is this is not a good look. <laughs> yeah, he wants to do all of the origin stories for DC now, unrelated, but. Yeah, I, I saw um, that. My favorite, my favorite death was Count Dooku with the with the lightsaber because I mean I just Do I it. love that. Um, and I always get mad how Count Dooku uses the Force to fight, and Anakin and Obi never do that shit. It makes me so fucking angry. Oh, until Anakin becomes Darth Vader, then he yeah. uses the Force. So yeah. it's only a thing. It shit makes me so. Oh my god, you could be so much better if you just use the Force to help you do what you're trying to achieve in the oh. teams. <sighs> I have a oh, you mean like her. Qui-Gon did all the time? <laughs> Yoda's the only one who's done it so far, unless you're in like the shows. But uh, I have a question for Heather. Usually they're asking me the questions because I've seen all the shows. But So if I have a question, I have to look it up. But since you're here, I can ask you. I, someone told me this once, and I forget the explanation. Why don't Jedi and Sith just turn off each other's lightsaber with the Force? I know there's a reason in Star Wars. Because you I can't. Don't remember what it is. You can't the- do it? 
The Kyber Crystal is linked to the Jedi. Okay, that's okay. That, that's Woo! That shit was fire. That was a good. See, answer. there we go. Excellent. Now I get to ask questions because I, you know, I'm the resident nerd, but now I have some backup. So, thank you because I was wondering that in this movie. I'm like, you know, that is a good point. Why you were wondering you what? Why they don't turn? Oh. It's it's kind of a weird like overlooked point where originally I was like, well, well that would be a really boring movie. But there is an answer for it. And I wanted I wanted to know why they just turn off. So, okay, so I have another question for the nerds on the panel. So did Leia ever know who Padme was? Like ever see pictures of her or anything like that? In any of the continuity? Uh in the comics, yeah, we got into that. Okay. Because what I was confused about was that she had the Leia hairstyle. Oh my yeah. god, I loved yeah. I loved that so much. When so the cute. first time you see Jimmy Smith, the first time you see Bill Organa, there's Padme in the background with the cinnamon buns, and I was like, yeah. "Wow, what? Look at that foreshadowing right there." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "How did Leia know to do her hair like that? Like that's very interesting." Yeah. Um, so you wouldn't know that from the movies, but of course they fill in the gaps in other places. So that was interesting, and then also. When does C-3PO get painted gold? Oh, just, uh, it's, well. Because I remember in, they, in they Attack of the man. Clones, he was, he was like. He was like silverish, yeah. Silverish. Something yeah, like, well, it's because they needed a new toy. Um, that's why his arm was red. That's why his arm was red. That's why it's like, yeah, it's they needed a new toy. They needed it to be different than any other C-3PO. That's why every single, um, you get a different Millennium Falcon. It's so, you know. They can have a new toy. That's why you got all these new different troopers and ships every single movie, but you don't ever see them ever again, depending on how the timeline is. It's so they can have a new <laughs> toy. You know what I never understood with C-3PO is they're led to believe that Anakin like built him from scratch, but then like in the Clone Wars and I think in other, even maybe in some, I think there's just so many movies, other like protocols. Yeah, they do. They look exactly the same. So like, did he buy a kit or? Did he inspire uh, a big company <laughs> to, like, think, oh, we should make these. Like, let's, let's think, bust these out. I think he just, like, took junkyard parts. Like, I, I believe that he did actually build him. Like, you know, I built my computer, but there's also a, you know, a map for that. Right. <laughs> also, oh, yeah, speaking to the droids, uh, C-3PO was just screaming. This, I mean, not C-3PO. R2-D2 was just screaming this entire film. The whole time, he, yo, yeah, but he still does work movie. though. Like at the beginning of the movie, yes. Obi Wan is unnecessarily yelling at him. Like, I was just like, "Yo, why is Obi Wan like, trying to get everybody killed?" It's like, yeah, dude, give him like ten seconds. You're literally—he was literally like, "R two, are you there? R two, R two, R two. Hey, R two, are you there? R two. And it's like, give him like five seconds. Yeah, but R, but R two, but R two. It's my my coffee's cold. R two, R two, R two. And then R2 did work. He took down two super battle droids, and then I think he took down uh, a... No, they took down the regular droids. He lit that bitch on fire, too. That shit was everything. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, R2 is the best character in all of Star Wars. You know what, though? He's the only one who didn't have his mind wiped at the end of the movie. And so he's just going through all these movies, like, with all this knowledge. He's He's also the most consistent character throughout all the films. But you don't know. Like, he he could have said shit a bunch, and people are just like, what do you know? You're just a droid. (laughs) He's the smartest (laughs) droid, too. Yeah, R2 is dope as hell. Um, All right, so there's one thing I wanted to ask Heather after we talked about this film, but does anybody have... Well, we'll go around. So let's give your final thoughts about Revenge of the Sith and then give it a score on 1 to 10. Uh, we'll start with you, Heather. Um, well, the real revenge was the studios making us watch this film. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's all I have to say with that. <laughs> so you're giving it a 1. That's Sure. Uh, Mike what about you Uh, I like similar to what she said earlier my fondest memories of this original trilogy were all the like the action scenes and then watching it like full on like start to finish it's just like this is so awful it's such a poor setup for a great character later Uh, so I mean that's what I'll say about that I'd probably give it like a three or four I I feel like I want to put it above Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, but I don't really you know You have why. to. You have to. But. 
Yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid uh, three and a half. I mean, I like I like fucking du- Dooku dying. I like Dooku. Um, I got um, R2 doing more stuff. No Jar Jar for real. Um, so did did the hatred keep him from like dying on the fucking lava pit? Like probably because that's what Darth Maul did when he got cut in half. So I mean, that's just what I'm gonna go with. Because even, even the first time I saw, it, I was like, "This is bullshit." Like he's supposed to be fried like shit, but he just keeps coming back. Well, he keeps and calling at lava, he's pulling up on lava and shit, and I'm just like, "What?" Maul survived for ten years on just hatred, insane on a trash planet. So. I mean, anything's possible. I guess. So, I think I gave the other two.